0: We're starting week two of our series called Community of Grace. This is Monday, January 16th. Do you know what the elders of Granada do? Or even who the elders are? Now, sweet, it's, it's true we don't showcase our elders, but it's good to understand why we have elders and how our elders are called to carry out leadership in the body of Christ. Here's our brief text for today. Titus chapter 1, verse 5. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. Now, Last week, we began our study of the book of Titus. We learned that Titus was Greek and had a little exposure to the way leadership worked among the people of Israel. God instituted leadership by elders for Israel almost from the very beginning. But that isn't the way things were done on the island of Crete, where Titus was serving as pastor. So why was the first order of business for the new church there, the appointing of elders? Well, first, the new believers were in need of leadership. They were like sheep without a shepherd. God ordained elder leadership to care for his people. They were not to be bosses and really had no official authority of their own. Instead, they have a calling to be shepherds. That's what the word pastor means. Now, elders were just that. They were to be faithful clan heads known for their character. We'll see that it doesn't matter how rich or poor they are or what family they come from. Elders are servant leaders reflecting the servant heart of Jesus. And he's the chief shepherd of the church. Now along the way, we've gotten leadership confused with status. Or that perhaps leaders are to be better men than others. Here's the way the Lord talked about the ancient kings of his people from the Torah. This is Deuteronomy 17, verse 18 to 20. When he takes the throne of his kingdom, he's to write for himself on a scroll a copy of this law. Taken from that of the Levitical priests. It is to be with him, and he is to read it all the days of his life, so that he may learn to revere the Lord his God and follow carefully all the words of this law and these decrees, and not consider himself better than his fellow Israelites, and turn from the law to the right or to the left. Now, what God tells his people is the the man who would be king must make out a copy of the scriptures and immerse himself in the word all his life. The goal is that he may respect the Lord and be humble before the Lord. He must carefully follow the word of the Lord so that he'll be equipped to lead others to do the same. But did you hear that last statement? He is not to consider himself better than others any of his fellow Israelites. You see, God always planned his leaders to be humble servants. This is the sort of person that Paul told Titus needed to be asked to help lead the believers in Crete. Without such leaders, there really is not a church. Now, of course, many have asked why the elders were men and why women were not elders. It's not because men are better than women. Often women are better leaders than men. And men and women have the same dignity before God. But they don't always have the same calling. It's because the church is meant to function like a family. God set apart the husband and father to provide special service and love for his wife and the whole family. It's not a privilege, it's a responsibility. And if that isn't service, he's not serving his wife then he's not fulfilling his calling. It's like Jesus does with the church. He is to lay down his life for his people. And this is Paul's description of the calling of a husband to serve his wife, to live sacrificially for her. His position is not a superior one. Again, it is service from top to bottom. When men forget this, they've lost sight of Jesus. So in Israel, the elders were fathers, and often they were addressed as spiritual fathers. These were to be men who had served their own families well, extending care to those that need it. I remember years ago meeting a medical doctor who had an extraordinary care for his patients. He believed his calling was really just that, given to him by God to extend mercy and kindness to everyone who came to him. He was also an excellent clinician as well. Each day before he met with the first of his patients, he prayed for each of them by name and for their healing and restoration. Now, of course, they had no idea that he was doing this and how much he actually cared for them. Think of what can happen when leadership falls into the hands of men like this, men that love the church, and see themselves as servants of Christ. These are the elders that Titus was to appoint to lead the fledgling church in Crete. We're also always looking for leaders like this. Where do they come from? They come to be this way by following Christ themselves. Let's pray. Father of goodness and grace, we thank you for bringing into our fellowship those to lead us toward fullness in Christ. We pray that you will equip them with an ample supply of your grace, that they might encourage us and care for us. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.